Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. You know, if you're building a house, you take every detail in very seriously. And similarly, in marriage, if you're paying attention, really paying attention to your spouse's needs, that's going to help build a loving relationship. I'm John Fuller, along with Greg and Aaron Smalley, and they're in charge of our Focus Marriage Department. And Aaron, I'll just pitch it to you. Be honest. Is being married to Greg harder than you anticipated? Is it more work? (laughs) Well, I wouldn't say being married to Greg, but marriage in general, I would say is much more work than I ever expected because, you know, you're kind of fed the the belief that, oh, once you get married, well, it's all good. And then you just enjoy life together. Natural. Yeah. But then comes conflict and challenges and stress. And, but it's not a bad thing that it's hard work. It's that you're feeding and pouring into a relationship and anything that you put energy and time into is worth it. Yeah, Yeah, because in some ways the the word work implies negative. And marriage is work, but not in a negative way, like you're insane. It's a grand adventure. It is the grandest of all adventures you're going to go on. And there are times that it's easy and we're just, there's peace and harmony and we're hanging, we're laughing. And then there's times where we're working through conflict or facing some big challenge. And so it is work, but in the best sense of the word. Well, we're going to hear from Pastor Craig Groeschel now about uh, really uh, connecting with your spouse. He is the pastor of Life Church, and here he is talking to Jim Daly and me about ideas for building a stronger marriage relationship. You talk in your book about fighting fair. Mm -hmm. Some people will write when we talk about Christian couples engaging in strong disagreement, Mm -hmm. and they'll say something like, well, Christian couples should never fight. Um, That's not the goal, is it? I mean, two people are going to disagree. No, we've we've got to fight. I mean, we're going to. It's healthy. It is healthy. It is healthy. If not, then someone's a doormat and not expressing needs or... uh, And so... Yes, all couples will fight. Do you have an example where you and your wife, I mean, you're being vulnerable, so I'm going to keep pressing on that, but where where did that uh, become glaringly obvious for you and your wife that you gotta, you got to find different rules of engagement here? Was there... You know, our, our, we, it, we're kind of odd. We really are blessed with a good marriage, and so um, it was three years before we had our first fight. Three, we were married for three full years, yes. And, um, I think we went three days. How then, about you, Jim? We, I don't, I, you know, probably a while. I don't remember we, how long. We made up for lost time, though. <laughs> you see, Amy gave birth to our first daughter, Katie, and I thought I was stupid enough to think, okay, she's a woman. She knows how to do this. And so I was trying to finish seminary at the time. So I went to a class and left her at the hospital for someone else to drive her home. Uh-huh. I know. And then I went and preached one night, then went back to an all-day Saturday class, and then came home and, you know, after just really neglecting her, thinking she's a woman, she knows how to take care of babies, and that was so stupid. And she let me have it, and I deserved it. There's no doubt about it. And so we had five more kids, and I'll have you know, I never did anything like that again, (laughs) ever. I'd take days off of work and was there to serve her. But, yeah, I mean, it's just eventually, you know, a guy's going to do stupid guy stuff like that, or, or a woman's not going to understand a man's needs, and there's going to be tension, you know. Yeah. So often, I mean, and again, those are great practical applications there. Um, and you talk in your book about those practical applications. Um, one of the things I love, and I believe it, is having fun together. Yeah. Um, you know, we tend to get into a rut 
Mm-hmm. And there's probably folks listening to us now that are saying, I've been married eight years, 10 years, 20 years. Right. And it's just gotten into such a routine that, you know, I don't even know if we like each other anymore. Right. right. What has happened in that marriage? Well, you know, they liked each other at one point. There's no doubt about it. And so somewhere along the way, we neglected having fun. And, and we like to say fun is not a luxury in marriage. It's a necessity. You have to. And you literally, you know, life will overwhelm you with trying to pay the bills, cut the yard, you know, get groceries on the table, get their kids to soccer and dance. And so if you don't schedule fun at some point, you're probably not being real wise. What does that look like for you to schedule fun? Well, for us now, I mean, honestly, it's two date nights a week. And we, we, two, not one. And so for years and years, we had a date night every single week. And our marriage was really good. And then so one day we woke up with six kids, several teenagers, and we thought, we've got a great marriage. We don't need to have a date night. We're too busy for it. I don't know, a year later or so, I was finding out stuff about her that was important at our small group meeting. You know, why, why didn't you tell me this? And she was finding out stuff about me, and we realized that we didn't have time to talk, and we weren't laughing together. And suddenly, we realized we don't have a great marriage because it was an accident. We have a great marriage because we were prioritizing time together, and then we neglected it. So we started it again. We're at a point now where we're working so hard to disciple and raise our kids we need two nights without them because we need to be on the same page. We need to be enjoying each other, and we need to be really working together to invest in our kids. And so um, I'm, we're double dipping now. That's, so. that's a good challenge. I've never heard that one. No, we were always striving. That. John and I are always challenging each other to get one date night, yeah, in, and I which I'm not doing that well at, John. Uh, let's talk about that some okay, other time. Okay, so how are we going to do two? I don't know. Uh, well, but do, I appreciate it. I like you do it. one, and that's a good thing. It really is. And <laughs> I like doing two. That'd yeah, be fun. It's a, it's a big difference to make for sure. All right, Greg and Aaron, that was a fun conversation with Craig. And um, he shared about how he and Amy have two weekly date nights. That's two more a week than I generally have. What are some simple things, though, that couples can do beyond that uh, to have a meaningful time together? John, I think what's important is to, even before you do whatever the activity is, is to really talk about the purpose behind the doing. Why is it that we're taking time to go on a, on a date? And I think for Aaron and I, really what, what we focus on is this is our opportunity to stay current and updated with each other. Life is so busy and we've got so much going on and there's always subtle ways that, that both Aaron and I are changing. And th- that can be daily, that can be weekly, monthly. I mean, we're, we're always changing and we have to anticipate because of that change, if I'm not figuring out a way to stay current to get updated on Aaron. It's like with our computers. You know, they're every so often, you know, whichever companies, they're going to send out an update. And if we don't do the update, then we start to lag behind. It creates some problems. And in the same way, Aaron and I need to update our knowledge and our understanding, our awareness of really what's going on with each other. And I would argue that that is a big, big reason why we want to do a date. It's not just about having fun and hanging out together. There's actually purpose behind it, which is let's stay current. I'm with you. I feel like there's probably a a broad range of responses right now from couples or spouses who are listening because 
There are some who are going to say, fun. Craig said it's important to have fun. I'm totally on board with that. And others, maybe in the same marriage, saying, we have too much fun. We don't have enough talk time to really get to know the heart. There's a, I, I guess we have to have it all, don't we? Yeah, there's a little bit of both. Okay. Because if you're talking at that deep, deep heart level all the time, that could eventually get exhausting. It could be like seeing Aaron as my therapist. No, I'm joking. <laughs> well, and actually, even as I said that, I was thinking, that never gets exhausting for me. But for Craig, for my I fell asleep husband, listening to her say that. That could be exhausting. And so it's both. It's keeping current and getting to know each other at that deep heart level, connecting at that deep heart level, but also having fun and adventure yeah. in, in your relationship and letting that impact the overall atmosphere. And one thing Greg has been um, saying time and again on these podcasts, and that came up uh, even in this conversation we had with, with Craig, is you've got to be intentional. You've got to schedule the time and make the time. Honest admission, yesterday I was talking to my wife, and she said, the rest of the year is going to slip away if we don't calendar in some time. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, we have this big two-week block coming up. She said, I don't know if we can do that. We have some family circumstances. She said, what about just weekly? So I talked to people at work, and I just said, let's clear the calendar on Fridays for a while. And let's just, as much as I can, I'm going to take Fridays off so Dina and I can go hiking or we can do some adventure or a coffee date or go read at the library. It's just something together to try to hit all of that. Now, maybe my plans are too grand, <laughs> but I have found, oh, yeah. I mean, just Craig was talking about seminary, and I remember you talking about seminary. I did seminary for a bit. It was insane. <laughs> I'm not there, but if I'm not being intentional... It's just not going to happen, is mm-hmm. it? It it's really not. And and I also think that people are less likely to make date night a priority again if they don't have a bigger purpose. And that's really what I was trying to say is that the reason why Aaron and I need to take the time to maybe get childcare take time out of our schedule, choose each other over the gazillions of other options we're faced with is because if if I don't keep rediscovering her, if I don't stay current, then a, a, a gap begins to widen between us. And we've seen too many couples slowly fade apart because of that. And it's so subtle that they're not noticing or realizing it because of the busyness we all face. So I'm just saying behind why date night is important is because it's going to help you stay ahead of the constant change that's going on and, and in your software with the individuals. Be, your software will be up to date. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Well, Focus wants to give you the tools you need for maintaining a strong marriage, and uh, one of those is free. It's our marriage assessment. I think almost a million people have taken this, and we want to encourage you to invest a few minutes to fill the form out online Uh, As I said, it's free. Uh, You and your spouse each take the assessment, compare notes. Let that be a starting point for some conversation on a date. Uh, We've got the link for that in the show notes. And then we'll recommend Pastor Craig Groeschel's book, From This Day Forward, Five Commitments to Fail-Proof Your Marriage. He wrote it with his wife, Amy, and uh, we're making that available today for a gift of any amount to the Ministry of Focus on the Family. Join the support team, help us help marriages, and uh, you'll have a copy of this resource in your library for your own reference or to pass along to someone else. Again, details are in the episode notes. 
Next time, we'll hear more from Craig about uh, the importance of growing spiritually in your marriage. And for now, on behalf of the Smalleys and the rest of our team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.